0: The Big Play Reflog Show is brought to you by Shacknews.com. Shaq News has you covered for all your gaming needs with news, guides, walkthroughs, and reviews. Like this week's featured article reviewing the brand new arcade style Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, Shredder's Revenge. Ooh. Stay informed with their weekly Shaq Chats, where they discuss the hottest topics in the gaming world. And remember, you can join in on all the conversations by using the Shack News Cortex. So, if you're a gamer, Check News is the site for you. Check them out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch at the handle at Check News and at
1: CheckNews.com. It's time streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio, presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world. The Big Play! We've
2: Welcome to the Big Play Reflog Show. I am your host, Big Play Dave, alongside my two favorite people, Chris McNeil and Nick Padone. I'll start with the father in the room. Chris, happy belated Father's Day,
0: sir. How are you? And same to you, Dave. How because was your Father's Day? It was
2: good. You know, take a, a quick break from sports for a day and sure. right back at it, man. You You know how it goes.
0: Oh, absolutely. I brought the boys to Pins Mechanical, which is one of those places where you can play arcade games and they're all free there and uh, kind of just have a nice afternoon. And it was great. We were playing like Mortal Kombat and Burger wait, Time wait, and wait, Pac Man. It's, and... it's free?
2: Totally. Like a, is it like, okay. a bar, like a bar? Like we have one in Lakewood. I think it's like Bit 8 Any or Bit, Bit 6 or, or something like that. Yeah, we've yeah. got
0: different ones that are more barish, but this one is a bar, but it's big enough. During the day, they allow kids in until like seven or eight o'clock at night, wow. and then it becomes adults only. But during the day, it's all free. Bring the kids in; they have a good old time. So we've got two of them: one that's in Easton, and the other one is uh, over in Bridge Park in Dublin. So no uh, kidding, pretty cool. Yeah, if you see one of those coming up north, Pins Mechanical, it's pretty sweet. I'll have to check that out.
2: Do you remember Aladdin's Castle? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Nick. That's no, cool. you have no idea what that is, right?
3: Oh, no idea what what are we talking about?
2: <laughs> it was like back in the day you'd go to an arcade and you'd have little Aladdin it was called Aladdin's castle and it was in the mall, and you'd have coins that you'd put into these video game machines to play them.
0: That's pretty cool Could yeah I was, <laughs> I was thinking the other day with this this pins mechanical where it's like all free yeah. arcade games all throughout yeah. the place, right? Do you imagine going back like you know when we were kids, Telling us that hey, there's going to be places where you can go to. All the arcade games are free. You're also going to have a computer in your pocket that's got the internet and anything you want to at any time. And like you're still going to somehow be bored sometimes. Like oh, yeah. how that <laughs> You know, you're going to have streaming services that's got every movie on it. It's it's amazing. It's amazing to think. That's right. That's
3: right. You got this podcast. Oh and this yeah. Podcast, right? Come on
2: yeah nick wary checking in happy belated father's day back at you nick's gonna be on next week we're talking hot dogs next week with nick and mickey uh looking forward to that bill what's up man he says let's go guardians natalie is a great guest yes she is we should probably stop talking so we can get to her at some point too here uh so we have a great show and nick hi by the way what's up guys i'm (laughs) glad to
3: be here what's going on
2: All right, we're going to kick it off with Cleveland headlines brought to you by TSE. Into our featured interview with SI writer Natalie Turk. After that, finish up with the Guardians trivia Who Wants to Be a Billionaire? And we will call it a show. Let's kick it off with those Cleveland headlines. (laughs) Cleveland headlines, we got to get rid of that Baker graphic, are brought to you by our good friends at TSC Cleveland. They've helped us give away a ton of signed Browns merchandise. So make sure you're following them along at TSC Cleveland on Twitter to look for those weekly giveaways. Last week was a Wyatt Teller jersey. Who knows what could be next? Check it out. Okay. Uh, biggest headline out there. I would say this week, Cleveland.com, a new stadium for the Browns. It might be in the works. Will it have a dome? Will it not have a dome? Um, Peter, John Baptiste of the Haslam sports group refuted that they are looking into building a new stadium. Uh, what do we, it says contrary to speculation. We have a little statement out here. Uh, what's it say? Does not contemplate a new stadium significant renovation at our current one is the premise of the study if if they were to put out a new stadium chris nick where where would you like to see it let's nick start with you because you're living downtown now
3: uh, dude, we I am such a proponent for keeping it on the lakefront. To me like when I think of Browns football, I think of it on the lake. So anywhere on the lake, I know they got the old like private airport that doesn't really fly anything out of there anymore. Maybe maybe put it there. I don't know. I think you got you got to keep it on the lakefront. I've seen all kinds of speculation of where they could move it. You know, nobody wants to go to a Browns game in Strongsville or Parma. Let, let's keep it downtown, keep it on the lakefront, and I think that that's the best spot for it. Yeah, Chris, what do you
0: think? I don't know. You know, the Browns are so snake bitten. There's a part of me that just says, let's double down. So if you're going to put the stadium anywhere and you're going to move it, maybe move it to the other side of the, of the city, go right there next to Jacobs field or, you know, progressive field, Uh, put it right over the cemetery, just double down on that.
3: Wow. Wow. Right. Right? I mean,
0: (laughs) there there couldn't be anything bad that happens out of that. Right. No, no. You know what I'm talking about though. I walk oh, yeah. to the cemetery all the time after games. Just put it right there. Why Knocked not? out a couple parking garages that are $5 parking over there. Yeah. And you notice the restaurants, that restaurant at the corner, I think that's still for lease. So there's some open land oh, right there around there. that cemetery. Just build there it right is. on the cemetery. I'm, I'm sorry to all the families that have people that are in there. I mean, I don't think they buried anybody in years. but I'm sure they're Browns fans, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they probably love it. You know, it's like scattering your ashes. You know, there's a lot of family members that want their ashes scattered. We're just kind of doing it in the reverse order.
3: Just putting it right on
2: top. I'm with, I'm I'm with you that, I don't know. There's no so way that could turn out
0: bad. Space.
2: There's so much open space down there that you could still put in way more bars, restaurants. I know it's kind of off the beaten path, but they've you know they have that mexican restaurant down there on east 9th they have a couple of a couple of places i know it's kind of scattered with the, the science center and the rock hall but you could still make that lakefront very very cool i don't know if they ever will but we're it, it, we're getting there two rumored locations um, what let's see one is near progressive field like chris you were just mentioning uh, the other is on the other side of 90 i don't think i'd like that i don't think that makes any sense The other option they were talking about was putting a dome on the stadium. I feel like that's a hot button issue today. You could host a bunch of stuff. You could have concerts there during the winter, final four, whatever. Uh, Kind of lose, you kind of lose the old school vibe of the Cleveland Browns. Um, Buffalo's building a new outdoor one, I think in like three, four years from now. Thoughts on a dome.
0: Yeah. Okay. I just want it still <laughs> to be open. I, I mean, I want it to be open for the weather, you know. And if we're in the playoffs, I want that thing to be open. I don't want to have, you know, that the chance that it could be closed by like the NFL or somebody making a decision just because the weather gets bad. Because I want to see bad weather playoffs yeah. game that the Browns are involved in, and I don't want to see that as a threat. But. You know, other than that, I guess it's fine. Everybody talks about the events that are kind of come in, and I'm sure they're going to commission all kinds of studies that say, you know, the city of Cleveland's going to make so much money if they put a dome on it, and all of those estimates are always way off. Chris, there's, how many
2: events are you going to if there's a dome that's down there,
0: and maybe uh, another Kenny Chesney concert, right? maybe <laughs> you know, something like they always do?
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I, I don't think we need ah. a dome, Nick. I could, I could see you liking a dome. Uh, I, I yeah. went. I went to a game in Detroit. Uh, it was the Dante Culpepper game where Matt Stafford got hurt, where we lost. Uh, you'll, you'll, I'm sure you've seen that on YouTube. Um, it felt like the IX Center watching like arena football. I really didn't like it. Okay. Mary's world was obviously very cool. Yeah, so um,
3: I went to U.S. Bank Stadium up in Minneapolis, and that okay. is – it's very much a dome. It's not retractable, but they have it like an open-air concept where you could still feel the breeze coming through, but there's like no yeah. snow that's ever going to get in there, and I really like that. I, I get what you're saying. It it was kind of an arena football feel, but I'm very pro-dome. Like I, ever since I was in Pittsburgh for the for the 0-16 game, and it was like – new year's eve it was below zero i was like every professional sporting event facility should have a roof on top of it like that was my stance walking away from that game and I've never changed since that was the coldest I've ever been and also with like the whole playoff thing and home field advantage in Browns football that's not a thing anymore like we act like that all the time and Kyler Murray from Arizona you know rolls in here in the dead of winter and just hands a L to the Browns that's not really a thing anymore so I'm all for just putting the lid on it keeping the fans warm and like you said, it doesn't really attract all that much. Maybe a Kenny Chesney concert. Maybe Logan Paul will fight in there. Some WWE oh, or there something. You go. But,
2: get your plug in, Nick. Get your plug in.
3: But, I, I dude, like, right. What are we going to get? WWE, like, for a night? I don't think. <laughs> uh, it's not that big of a deal. But I, I would love it for Browns games. I think it let would be, just make it way better.
0: Let me ask this question, though. Sure. Do you have any emotional connection to the stadium as it is right now? I mean, no. if they would bulldoze it tomorrow... I don't think something else up. Would you care?
3: Not at no, all. No. And it's weird. Cause I like, yeah. I grew up with season tickets. You know, I would go to the games with my dad, but he had no real emotional connection. Like as long as the Browns were still here, that's that, that's really right, cool.
0: exactly. <laughs> it feels so sanitized. I mean that entire, it's like a corporate experience. Whenever you go to the yeah. games, I feel nothing for it, which is funny because you know, Cleveland municipal. And I actually like, will get tears in my eyes when I think about that dump. That we used to go <laughs> <keep their laughs> games in, and yeah. to see that thing get pushed into the lake, that that was kind of you know that, that kind of tugged at the heartstrings a little. Well, bit. There, there was
2: some winning there, Chris. Yeah, there was a little bit of winning there.
3: Yeah, would it feel like if they destroyed this that it would be kind of like you know washing away the sins of <laughs> yeah, all the yeah, bad I, things that have happened? Like Wayne no, no, Throw, no Bottle there. Date.
0: I mean, we've got all the great. Movies. Yeah,
3: <laughs> Billy Vegas. I mean. Oh
2: no, yeah, no. tear it down. Whatever, forget about I, it. We we do do like it I do we like it. It, right? Yeah, build hey, that man.
0: stadium over the cemetery right now. <laughs> hey, we
2: haven't talked Cleveland Cavs in a while. June twenty third coming right up. Fourteenth pick in the twenty twenty two draft. Nick, you are a resident guru when it comes to prospects. Uh, is there is there anyone you want out there, or is there a position that you think that the Cavs need to address going into this offseason?
3: Yeah, I'm excited for the draft. I I always am. I sure. don't I don't really know as much about it going into this one because it's weird. And I think a lot of Cavs yeah. fans are in this spot where we're the 14th pick. Like we're used to being really good with LeBron and not having a pick at all, or being really bad and you know gunning for a top five. So 14 is definitely a different different spot for sure. Um we've seen good players be drafted at 14. Clyde Drexler was the 14th pick, Bam Adebayo, who is just in the Eastern Conference Finals at the Heat was a 14th pick. So there's, you know, generations of talent at that at that spot. I think they need a wing that can score, guys. That's that's the missing piece. And I know last year we loved the big ball with Lori and Allen and Mobley all on the floor yeah. together. But I think at times that lineup was like, man, if if there was a dude that was actually you know, a little normal size that could create his own shot that would really take this thing to the next level. So I like that Malachi uh, Branham from Ohio State. I know it's such a homer yeah. thing to say. He went to St. Vincent, St. Mary's, yeah. then became a Buckeye. One and done. He's a young player that could score. It seems like a shoe fit to me. Yeah, last guy from St. Vincent, St. Mary's. All right. Yeah, he was all right. And this dude was Mr. You know, Mr. Ohio basketball and all that, too. So. Who knows? But uh, I I think the Cavs are in a really good spot. Like, regardless of what they do with this pick, they're going to get their guys healthy, and they got a really good young group. I think Sexton's going to be back. I personally operate under that belief, so I'm excited.
0: Have the Cavs ever drafted a Buckeye? That's a good question. I don't have to look that up. Um, Right now, there's somebody out there going, um, you idiot. You didn't think of... right? How did you not remember blank? (laughs) Not that I can think of. I don't know. I don't know. you know, we always make a big deal about it with the Browns.
2: Right. Well I mean they passed up like Michael Thomas and you know <laughs> right.
0: pretty big names.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Uh comments get on get on that. Uh let all right, we're gonna move on to our featured interview because we want to talk some guardians. Um let's move it on in with Natalie Turk in our featured interview of the week. Let's get it going.
0: Oh, I can't hear. I can't hear you. Dave, you dropped Oh, off. now I can.
2: Are we good? Yes, I'm now good. I can hear you, Dave. There we go. I you know, that, you. That, that, that mute button that I've got on there. Uh, today on on the labat line we have si writer and editor for any sports insiders natalie turk natalie how are you welcome to the big play reflux show
4: i am well thank you guys for having me on
2: yeah absolutely um so we obviously want to talk some guardians with you um but first and foremost a friend of show matt Lodi. he he was on the show you know back back in the day and you were lucky enough to work with matt and get to know him before he passed um any any stories you can share about matt that maybe some people who who didn't get to know him or just read his articles that you'd like to share
4: yeah so matt's really important to me for a couple of reasons um I used to be a political writer and I wanted to get into sports writing and um, I reached out to him probably somewhere around 2015, just to kind of um, throw that idea out to him because I'm an avid sports fan and politics will make you just want to ram your head against the wall. So I didn't want to write for that anymore. Unlike uh, you Cleveland mean,
0: sports, of course.
4: Right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. Right. I may have made <laughs> a bad choice, but I'm kidding. So um, Matt immediately, um, just took me under his wing. He was just such a great guy. And, um, we developed, um, a friendship and he, uh, a mentorship. He let me, you know, write for him. And it is directly because of him that I was able, um, to land a writing job with SI. Um, and so a little bit that, that I did want to say, and it was funny, we'd be in the press box sometimes. And I had lived, more in the country as he called it out by Kent state. Um, <laughs> and you know, it's about a 50 some minute drive to me to the, for the ballpark. So he would always offer for me to stay at the house there with him and his wife, you know, if I needed to, he's just such a gentleman. Um, but he's also very, you know, as you guys know, and I don't know if the listeners know, you know, just really funny. He has a way of just, um, being sarcastic and maybe kind of poking fun at you without, you know, you, you weren't, you couldn't be mad at Matt. So um, after his passing, it was really hard for me um, on an, just a personal level, but also with everything that he brought to the Cleveland media. um, I watched, I would look every once in a while at the website, um, neosportsinsiders.com and He, all of um, the previous summer, he had wanted to make that one of the, you know, top websites for, um, at that time, Indians um, coverage, and we would always text back and forth and put up different articles, and after his passing, it was just really sad to see it go stagnant, Um, and I reached out to his wife, who put me in touch with um, his partner, CJ. We talked for about two and a half hours on the phone, and I decided to take on more work. I don't really know why. Um, but it's really for Matt. Um, and I decided to, um, get a group of writers going and try to keep this website going, um, for one purpose only just because Matt helped so many people. I reached out to probably a hundred of the old writers that he had. They have moved on to some of the greatest jobs within ESPN, um, you know, just all over the nation as well. The impact that he made um, at Ohio Media School, for example, I've taken over the internship that he used to um, do there. So I'm bringing some interns on, um, giving them some chances. So that's really one thing I really just wanted to kind of bring on um, to let everyone know to, you know, anyone that knew Matt or has heard of him, you know, we're keeping the Twitter going exactly the way he wanted it. It's NEO Sports Inside. And then the website is NEO Sports Insiders dot com. And it's, you know, just basically for him and out of, you know, the memory and what he meant. And it's going to stay exactly the same. So we're going to have some WWE in there because, you know, <laughs> Matt was a great fan of some the WWE and different things. So and it, the goal is I can never be as great of a person as he was, but if I can help as many people as he did in the industry, even like half, I, I will consider it a success.
2: That is awesome. We, so we had met on, it was right after the rock gave him the shout out on Twitter. Yeah. And it was like one of the coolest things. So that, I mean, talk about, you know, making an impact. It's that's, that's pretty cool. Um, you you talked about the Ohio Media School so what what are you guys doing with the with the site with those interns like how does the, how did Matt get started on that and how is that how's that process going
4: so matt was an instructor at um the school okay. and um so with his passing then they lost um you know a not only an instructor but a connection that they had where matt would bring you know the interns on so I didn't get into that immediately. I started the website um, in January and I just started like putting tweets out, you know, just trying to find writers. I finally found a core of um, five guys that are still with me and are still writing. But I, the media school, excuse me, Huda reached out to me from the media school. And she actually reached out to the website and we, we talked and she was um, just so excited to, have, they had a great relationship with Matt. So Matt, you know, each class that would come through, he'd pick, you know, two or three interns at least um, to write on the site with him. And then also, you know, attend some events or whatever to cover um, with him to get their hours in. So right now I have three interns um, from the Ohio Media School. And um, I'll be taking my first one with me to the First game of the twin series when they um, come home on the 27th. So that'll be fun. Um, And it's just a big chance. I am so busy during baseball season that it's crazy. So I'm, you know, I don't, I'm still taking out the time though, because I want to make sure that I can do a good job um, with the internship for sure. So I have my core group of guys that are, you know, contributing for me outside of the school and then the three interns now. So and hopefully that's a revolving door going forward, you know, each class within the media school, um, you know, that they will realize that it's a great stepping stone um, to write for any OSI. And some great stories, we just had a, um, one of the writers covered, um, Matt was also really into local, like high school coverage, that was a very big deal to him. And that's something that I want to make sure that we kept for the site. Um, so we had um, coverage of the baseball um, state finals and um, the writer that I sent down um, there said everyone just kept coming up to him and telling him stories about Matt and um, how Matt had inspired them. So it's everywhere we go and we say that we're, you know, still keeping this going for Matt. You'll sometimes just get this wave of like emotion and good good energy just coming back from you as you hear everyone that he impacted. So when you think he's impacted, you know, so many people, then you you go somewhere else and realize how many others he's impacted. So it's just a really good thing to be a part of.
0: So Natalie, let's take it on the field now. All right. Uh, what do you think about the Cleveland Guardians so far this year? We're one game out right now, um, a team that's obviously young a team that, you know, the expectations, there, there weren't a whole lot going into this season, I think you'd agree. What do you think about this team right now as we sit, you know, just short of the 4th of July?
4: Well, when I look at this team and I look at it compared to probably last year this time, um, I think that the young guys, the rookies that we have are really starting to gel and find their place. I think they're gaining confidence. Um, I think last year, that's what a, there's a lot more platooning of positions than there are this year as well. So they're getting more consistent play. And I think that they're really realizing that they can win and they are here and they do belong here. So I am um, I feel an energy with them and you can tell um, they're very gritty. Um, they're very, they don't quit. And, you know, not to be negative, but I kind of am at times. Last year, you know, if it's ninth inning and we were down two or three, I'm sorry, but I'm going to figure it was over. And now, you know, this team has been coming back and showing they have the ability with you know two outs, two strikes to come back and and win games. They've had several walk offs. Um, they don't quit, and that is something that I can really see that's different from last year. And the other thing is, you know, with Jose, you know, leading in RBIs and the chase he's going through, it's important to note. I mean, if the guys weren't getting on base, he would not be able to have the runs batted in. So I always thought they weren't super patient at the plate. I would get very, you know, annoyed with the at bat sometimes. And this year, I see a difference at the approach at the plate of a lot of the players. Um, they're getting on base, whether it's drawing walks, you know, just getting bunting. Um, getting an infield hit. So, you know, in a long-winded answer, that's what I'm seeing a difference that I think the playing small ball and just really playing together as a team is what the difference is.
0: Is there any oh. one player that you kind of look at and say, boy, I really didn't see that coming this season from from this guy?
4: Um, I'll say Eli Morgan. Okay. Yeah. Um, Because um, I did Behind the Dream series is something that I write for SI, which I I look at the journey all the way up and behind. And last year, I did one on him when he started the game. Poor guy called him Monsoon Morgan because that was the game with the 80-mile-an-hour winds and rain that he had to pitch in. (laughs) And now I've named him Elite Eli, I think, because I see the change in him. So with the different role that he's gotten from now, if they put him in the pen, I think, you know, he's found his place there. So, yeah, that's probably, if I had to choose just, you know, off the top of my head, one of the guys that, you know, I didn't expect to see such a great turnaround as I have.
0: Well, that leads me to, you know, we came into this season thinking our starting pitching is going to be solid. And it's really been the bullpen that's been um, kind of leading the charge here. And he's a big part of that. W- what have you seen out of this bullpen?
4: Um, yes, you're correct. So it's always the starting pitching sometimes that, you know, they really want to rely on. And, you know, luckily they haven't been quite as injured. But what I see from the pen is, um, you know, the ability to make sure that they can, um, you know, eat up those innings if they need to. With the shortened spring training as well, that was really important because the starters weren't um, stretched out as much. Um, so they're gaining into that. Um you know, a has been amazing. I mean, he, yeah. I said something one time that I probably shouldn't say on the air because I got laughed at it. But I see like a young Mariano Rivera with him. So I'm not comparing him to that, but I, I mean, I see such potential in him. So um he is just on fire lately. I think it's what, 14 saves or whatever he has. So, um and then in the middle of the bullpen, like I said, with we, we have Henches down there. We have um, Sandlin, um, Brian Shaw. Yeah. So um, Still. Right. Um, but yeah. So I think the bullpen is what, you know, we need them to be able to, you know, get to class A so, or, you know, help the starter if, if they can't go so far into the game. And, and that was a struggle also last year and that's becoming um, just a, more of a, a stable presence this year.
3: How much of Natalie, how much of the guardian success would you credit to Terry Francona? Cause it feels like, you know, you made the comment last year where it did feel like they were given up at times. Now this year, it's a different vibe. And, and the one big difference is that Tito's back in the dugout, right?
4: Yes. So, you know, he did leave, what, late July last year or whatever. And then Marlo was there, who DeMarlo is great as well. Um, But I think you can even see him sometimes, you know, having a little bit of fun with the guys. I think that um, now that Tito, you know, has gotten some of the health issues and he just wasn't feeling, you know, his best and he can enjoy the game. He always says more. That kind of transcends into the players. Um, And you know he's a big supporter of his guys and you know it's great to see him get thrown out you know what was it a couple weeks ago that really sparked a fire they they play, they played well since then so um you know i do credit him for just he, he gives them he lets them be he doesn't overcoach them he lets them in my opinion you know play and he lets them um you know show them what he's got and sometimes he he gives You know, some fans get, you know, up in arms sometimes on Twitter because maybe some player, you know, for example, why I I hear the tweet all the time. Why is Tito still letting straw hit in the lead off role? I mean, Twitter will just slice it up and down. But, you know, we got to remember that.
2: No, I can't believe it.
4: (laughs) Right. So, you know, the thing is, he he's one of the best. You know, we, we all know that Terry Francona is so and the players have that trust in him. And he also lets, you know, like I said, doesn't overcoach them, lets them play. And I think that's really important. And that's a, a big step from, from last summer.
2: Hey, Natalie, what, what are your, what's your gut feeling heading into this, you know, next few weeks of baseball? It's a tough, it's a tough go. We've got Jose who's I think he's accounted for like 31% of our runs for the year. Um, obviously he's had wow. some injuries, right? <laughs> he's had some injury troubles with, with the thumb. Uh, what, what, what's your, what's your feeling heading into these next few weeks?
4: Well, I think coming off of um the sweep in Colorado, and then I think it was really big to win the series in LA. So yeah. when that happened um, against the Dodgers, I think that that gives, you know, some respect, you know, you got to look at this team and give them some respect that they were able to do that. So we are entering a a time, though, like you said, they're going to face the Twins twice. That's going to be huge. Um, We need to make sure, and I always say we like I play on the team or something. But anyway, we need to make sure that we
2: all say we, you're allowed to say we.
4: I find myself doing it all the time. Some people call me out on it, but whatever. So anyway, we, um, you know, just need to make sure that these are really important games. And I know the guys know it as well. And their energy level is through the roof. I mean, when you're around that, well, especially Naylor. So Naylor wants all the smoke, like they said. But I mean, so they know, you know, what's on the line here and they're going all in. So their, their energy level, their team level is just, they're united. So, they have this, um, you know, like I said, don't stop attitude about it. So, I know that they know um, what's on, you know, ahead for them. So, I think, you know, between, Bieber's been looking so much better his last couple starts. So, you know, I, I'm really happy to see that. So, I think that they honestly and that's not me just, you know, being a fan or anything. It's actually from, you know, interacting with them and covering them every game is that I think that they have a genuinely, you know, good chance to make a nice run in the next couple of weeks with these um, big series coming up.
2: Fingers crossed. Fingers yes. crossed. All right, Natalie, well, we, we greatly appreciate the time. Um, please plug, plug the site again where everyone can see all of your work and the, the great things you're doing with, with Matt Lodi's old site.
4: Yeah, it would, it would mean a lot to me. So with Matt Lodi's old site, it's uh, Twitter is at NEO sports inside. And then the website is NEO sports insiders.com.
2: Awesome. All right. And follow Natalie on Twitter, uh, She is in our show title. Natalie, thank you so much for the time, and uh, keep up the great work.
4: Thanks, guys. Thanks, Natalie. All right. Bye-bye.
2: All right. Great stuff from Natalie.
0: More positive Guardians vibes here, Dave. It's it's hard not to right
2: now, Chris.
0: Week after week, man. We didn't expect it. Come, you know, 4th of July now, and we're still in this thing. It's fantastic. It's
3: insane, guys, how many people were all out on this team. And, and it seems like that Jose extension got done and, and just how the tables have turned. It's, yes. you know, one of the most exciting stories in Cleveland. We dreaded talking Guardians when we had the Cavs are fun meter. We had, you know, Browns offseason just starting up.
0: and yeah, Cavs are fun meter. You had to bring that back up. Let's not start a Guardians or a fun meter, please. I don't do no, people are asking for people on Twitter are asking for it. That is true. They are asking for it, Chris. They aren't. They aren't.
2: Dusting no. off the Canva. Don't Let's make go. It happen.
0: <laughs> do not make that happen. I like how Nick, you're like, there's so many people who are out on this team. Like, as if I wasn't one of them. You know, I mean, I'm as <laughs> guilty as anybody. Like, who is well, this? This is a team that's going to compete deep into the summer. There's no doubt. Watch out this fall. The Guardians are going to be making a run. No, no way. That was yeah. awesome. It
2: was going yeah. to implode if we didn't sign Jose. <laughs> like, everything would have, yeah. we would have 31% less runs. It would have all went to shit. It would have been completely horrible. We would be wearing the Dolan clown shirts everywhere. And Literally all, a third of it.
0: our runs would be gone. That's incredible.
2: <laughs> all right, let's give away some beer. What do you say? Let's
3: do it. Oh, yeah, let's do it.
2: It's time for Who Wants to Be a Beer? In Air.
1: wants to be a beer in
2: there presented by labat blue each week one contestant gets their chance to answer guardians trivia for a chance to win we start with cash for a six pack on to a 12 pack on to a 24 pack and one final question take home a case of beer and a gvr shirt this week we welcome in brad at bradley g3232 to who wants to be a billionaire? Brad, what's up, man?
1: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for uh, joining Who Wants to Be a Billionaire. Uh, so, you've got a lot on the line. If you get stuck, you can phone a friend. Reflog will give them a call. And are you ready to go? We're ready. All right. How confident are you? One to 10 Guardians trivia, Indians trivia. Uh,
1: is it history or present? <laughs> a little, mostly history. Okay. I feel pretty good. Okay. <laughs> all right, really question.
0: Background. I like that background there. He's got
3: the Heck whole Heck yeah, what are
1: we doing Yeah.
0: Very well done.
3: We got to add some labats to that background, man. Let's Labatt's do it. That's my brand,
1: too. I actually married a girl from Rochester, and that's all they drink up there. So there we go. I there we go. Long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Love it.
2: All right, here we go. Question number one. In 2009, the Guardians received three pitchers. Justin Masterson, Nick Hagedome, and Brian Price in a trade with the Red Sox. Which longtime Cleveland catcher did Boston get in return? Uh. Think about it. You know this one. I'm gonna give you a clue because you're because you've got the you got the sweet shelf in the background. He cried when he got traded.
1: Uh, Victor Martinez. Oh.
3: He's come up a couple times recently. I was gonna oh, say, dude, he I was one of my favorite. Was one of my favorite sure I, I was possible. thinking of him as
1: a Tiger, not a Red Sox. So that kind of messed me up.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Dave and I hit the streets of Cleveland for some big play trivia, and somebody thought Michael Martinez was Victor Martinez and was screaming at us about it. (laughs)
0: Two very,
2: very different people. Uh, Question number two, would you like to move on for a 12-pack of LaBat? Yes, sir.
0: All right, here we go, Brad. For cash for 12-pack of LaBat, the Guardians begin a series with the Twins tomorrow night. Prior to the 2021 season, the Guardian signed a noted Cleveland-killing left fielder from Minnesota. Who was that outfielder?
2: As we told you, we were going to do all historic.
1: (laughs) Uh, Lefty, what year was this?
2: So this is 2021. Correct. Prior to the 21 season, this guy would kill
1: us.
0: We signed him prior to that. No, um,
1: uh, Rosario. Yes. Yeah.
0: Correct. Earned himself yeah. a ring. All right. That
3: signing got... still aggravates me. Really? I mean, he just didn't pan like just didn't pan out here, and then went and won a ring, and he was like a Indians killer when he was with the Twins. Yeah. Oh. All right. All, All right, right. Moving you... on.
2: 12 we got 12 would you like a case of LeBet? case of lebat let's do it
3: all right let's do it question number 3 for a case of lebat in 2009 the guardians and cavs actually had players with the same exact name as each other the guardians player was a relief pitcher who spent 6 seasons in cleveland and now plays in the twins bullpen who is this reliever Ooh. no clue <laughs> all right we could give it we could go with a hint here he has the most generic name of all time same name as a calves player a boom oh, boom yeah.
0: you should give him a hint even, even before it comes out of your mouth he's all over it he's killing it with the hint it.
2: i forgot about joe smith on the calves yeah i did too all right you have a case of bat. Would you like to move on? If, if you move on, you miss it, you lose the case. This is for a case and a GVR shirt.
0: Oh, can I pipe in on this one? Go for it. Right. What? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> All right. Question. Go for it. I'm going to the game
1: Saturday, so I need a shirt to wear. There we go. All right,
2: Chris, give it to him. <clears throat>
0: Jose Ramirez is neck and neck with Aaron Judge in the early season MVP race. Jose is having one of the best seasons by a Cleveland player since Albert Bell's historic 1995 campaign. Which former Red Sox first baseman notoriously won the MVP over Albert Bell in 1995?
1: Move on, boom. No! No! I knew you oh, had that as soon as I yeah. read that question.
0: Yeah. Well, Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Well Congratulations.
1: Gone, All right, guys.
3: Mo Vaughn's sat courtside at one of my high school basketball games. <laughs> really? Wow, that's <laughs> random. How'd that yeah. Happen? Super random. I still don't know how it happened. I have a picture with him, though. <laughs> <laughs> I He's did been trolling, trolling Cleveland after yeah. he won that. Yeah, just hanging <laughs> out. Yeah. Hang out at high school games. Yeah. This was, you know less than 10 years ago too no. so it wasn't that long ago
2: brad congrats on the uh, the case of beer and the gv art shirt there's a lot to pick from there um right. thoughts on the guardians thus far in the season
1: yeah the last i don't know five or six days i feel like there's just a whole nother level of <clears throat> intensity and excitement around them um you know the beginning yeah. of the year uh, they started off really slow but i was listening to the interview you guys were having earlier and um I kept thinking to myself, like, Tito's, you know, probably the biggest piece to all this. And then at the end of the interview, you guys uh, started acknowledging that. But, um, yeah, uh, it's crazy uh, how young they are and uh, how well they're playing. It seems like Tito's always the person who can take a puzzle and different pieces and put it together. So I give a lot of credit to him.
2: Yeah, especially when everyone's so young, too. It's crazy. Uh, Thoughts on the Buckeyes coming up for football? I see the shirt.
1: Yeah, so they're going to be really good. I think their offense has a potential to put up historic numbers. If their defense can just be halfway decent, I think they'll be um, back in the Final Four and potentially a national champion.
2: Heck yeah! Well, you'll you'll have beer for it and a shirt. So yeah, great. <laughs> You're ready, Brad. Thanks, man. Appreciate the time. Yeah, thank you.
0: Good work, man. All right, thanks. Crushed it. Damn, easy.
3: Yeah, that was a that was a nice win.
2: That was. There we go. Yeah, Chris, good call on that. Any, any, anything from that era, guys our age are gonna know.
0: Yeah, I looked at him. I'm like, he's about our age. (laughs) Yep. Albert Bell, Mo Vaughn. Come on, you're not gonna forget. Absolutely. That's like asking a Bernie Kosar question. (laughs) You know, during Brown season. (laughs) Like you're just not gonna miss that. That's not gonna happen. Where did you say you saw Mo Vaughn
3: sit in courtside? Dude, he was at one of my games, and like, I, no, nobody on my team, you know, knew or was related or anything to sure. Mo Vaughn. So he had to probably have been there for the other somebody from the other team, or maybe one of the teams that was gonna play later that day. I don't know. He was at one. I literally have a picture with Mo Vaughn because he's at my game. And like our coach, like during a timeout or something, one of the assistant coaches on the bench was like, that's Mo Vaughn. Like that, that dude robbed Albert Bell of MVP. <laughs> like not that long ago. He's like, he's just sitting courtside at the game. And he, I mean, he was huge.
2: Chris, we were talking about, um, you know, municipal and like other, you know, stadiums just back in the day. And I remember going right. to a game with my dad and it was Albert Bell and versus Chicago White Sox, Frank Thomas. And Frank Thomas was up to bat and was trying to break. I forget what record it was. It was at the end of the year. The Indians were were horrible. And he was trying to break. I don't know if it was like the, what's that record? Like the double double, or it's like the doubles in home runs. I forget what they call it. Right.
0: Yes. Yes. I'm
2: like that. And. I forget which pitcher we had, but it was like everyone is just chanting to walk Frank Thomas, and I forget who the pitcher was, but he could not throw a strike, and everyone was just cheering so loudly when we when we walked Frank Thomas. It was awesome.
0: That's hilarious. It wasn't Jason Grimsley, was it?
2: I, I can't remember.
0: Jason I Grimsley. I, I don't think so. <laughs> and the White Sox. They, they've got a little bit of a history there. Oh, man. There has doing. been
3: five Ohio state Buckeyes drafted by the Cavs to answer that question from earlier.
0: Really? Yeah. Dave's, nobody Dave for a six pack of labat and a GVR shirt. You <laughs> name one.
2: Give me a, uh, a year, Nick.
3: Dude, we're it's all over the place. Really? There's like a 90 within the last decade. There's a 73 there, They actually took two Buckeyes in 73. They didn't go very far for the scouting that year. And then seventy, yeah. That so the most recent Ohio State Buckeye drafted by the Cavs was 1980 when they okay. drafted Jim Jim Ellinghausen, a senior from the Ohio State Buckeyes. Wow, who that could is... forget Jim? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: yeah. Are there any uh, of that five that we would know? No any names no. at all. No. No. Uh, no. 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 I, mean, no, I was just <laughs> thinking back like the Celtics took few, but that was, yeah, you know the Blazers. Yeah, Jared Greg, Sullinger. Greg, yeah, Jared Sullinger, Greg Oden for
2: yep. Conley. Conley, that. where did where did Conley go originally? Was it the Grizzlies?
1: It uh,
3: yeah, he was there so. for a while. uh D-Lo, D'Angelo
0: Russell, yeah, guy. Yeah. Jimmy you know. Jackson. Didn't he go to what Dallas? happened to that dude?
2: He was on the Lakers point guard, he got traded to Brooklyn, I think Dilo, he
0: he's with uh Minnesota
3: now. He he's had a really nice night. Yeah, he had a nice year for the for the Timberwolves. He one of those dudes that dealt with some injuries for a while, but he had a really nice bounce back year this past season. It's good to see. Nice. Especially it's the Timberwolves, so who really cares? You know, you just root for the kid from Ohio State. But yeah, this year there will be two in the first round, which is kind of rare. So Shout not out to the It was kind of nice talking to little Cavs. It's been a while. I miss that team, dude. I miss them too. I I think we're going to be talking a lot more about them because they're going to have some Me news. Too. They got the Sexton thing. They got the NBA draft coming up. The, there's obviously free agency. They're not going to do a whole lot with, but they're going to be r- rumored in some trades. You know, Ricky Rubio is probably going to come back. There's going to be some news.
0: So, so Nick, do you have any like traditions for the NBA draft? No. Is that I like a big thing in your house? I
2: myself... I no. Don't talk to anyone.
3: No, I don't care about the NBA draft it's nearly as much pie. about the, the NFL draft. The NBA draft, I just sit there and hope for the best. It, it's the ultimate crapshoot. Like, the Magic have the number one pick, and right. we might not hear the kid's name ever again after it's announced on the stage. Whereas we have the 14th Amazing. pick, and it could be the next Bam out of Bayou, and we're in an Eastern Conference Finals. So you just it's so hard to tell. You just don't know. We drafted Anthony Bennett over Giannis. Like, it's just... It's impossible. You just don't know.
0: I knew we couldn't get through the show without somebody mentioning that.
3: We're <laughs> football, like football. You know, you know a little bit at least. Like, like Justin Gilbert, the Browns draft him. You hear that they never even met the guy prior to the, you know, phone call saying that we're going to draft him, and you kind of know, hey, this might not pan out too well.
2: Worst yeah, draft of all, probably worst draft. Draft of all, all
3: time? time. Yeah, I think so. He's I, my. Yeah, he's. It's yeah. crazy that Johnny Manziel wasn't even the worst first-round pick from that year's draft. <laughs> now we've got to <laughs> Bulldoze it. the stadium. Bulldoze, Bulldoze it. it.
0: Bulldoze <laughs> it. Put it at the post office.
2: Uh, we've gone full circle. I think that's the way to end the show. Chris, you don't have any baseball cards, do you?
0: I don't, and I was looking. I've got one uh. pack. You can't really play with one pack unless you want to do every other one.
2: We do well, no, quick. we can play with one pack real quickly. Just okay, how many I'm opening Nick it right name. now. Two I months. like playing how many Nick can name because what was it? Over, under was, okay. I think. Dude, we,
3: you guys said it way too high last time. I, I think I said like, three cards
2: and cards a ones half, ones. and we went through three packs, and you got the under.
3: Yeah, we got there. I knew right. the Wizard of Oz.
2: Okay, Chris, I'm going to give you over, under, Nick knowing two and a half out of this pack.
0: It's 15 what? cards. 15, oh. So what three. year? Uh, I don't know the year. Let's see. This is a uh, 90 Ninety. Right. Uh,
2: I'll do one and a half over under. It's a little closer a to my birthday. Oh, I'm gonna
0: pound the over on this one. Come on, Nick. All right, I'm taking the under. Wow, and one and a half. Okay, I'm, take it I'm taking the under. I'm taking the under.
3: Who Ricky Henderson is? Okay. I
0: do now. From the Giants, Will Clark, first base.
3: Nope. Oh,
0: geez. This That's is gonna really be tough. tough. Yeah. Right. That should have been one. You know jeff robinson pitcher tigers
3: no okay tim we belcher. do basketball with one of these one one nope. time
0: tim belcher pitcher from the dodgers no
3: nope Mm-mm.
0: don't even pretend nick no Mm-mm. okay catcher from the orioles bob melvin <laughs> no also <laughs> even
2: it, right sounds like an accountant
0: yeah
3: no uh. idea what we should do is we should have a list of baseball players and just made up names, and I have to figure oh, out which ones. I
0: just looked ahead. We, I may have a shot here. Oh, Maybe boy. not with this one though. From okay. the Astros, Rafael Ramirez. No. Okay. Okay. This guy was an outfielder for the oh. Oakland Athletics. You're really, you're really
3: giving him a. It scares. Me. It scares me when Chris hypes it up because then if I don't know it, I feel doubly right. stupid.
2: Okay. He knows it. Did, 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 did a ball bounce off his head?
0: A ball bounced off his head. For a home run. Okay. His name is Jose Canseco. Oh,
3: yes. Okay. We got one. We got okay, Jose. You know Henson. who that is, right? Yes. 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 Yes.
0: Okay. Good. Still
3: doing steroids to this day.
0: Yes. Okay. This guy played for the White Sox. Yeah, I don't, you're not going to know this one. Carlton Fisk. Uh-uh.
3: I have
2: a signed baseball from him, Chris.
3: That's
0: pretty cool. Okay.
2: Yep. Catcher.
0: This Very catcher, good. Catcher from the Phillies. Steve Lake. No cool name, but nope. No, first baseman from the Rangers, Rafael Palmero.
3: Actually, sounds familiar, but no. Oh, God. <laughs> what you don't know, Rafael Palmero?
0: I mean, it's I
3: like it sounds familiar, but I would be able up, to tell he was, you
0: he testified in front of Congress along oh, with yeah, those, like, he, was say, oh, okay.
3: he was Oh, okay, part of the steroids. Yeah, that's why it on. doesn't
0: it. count. Okay, no, outfielder from the Braves, Dale Murphy. No, no. Oh. The Storm and Mormon. Nope. <laughs> he was also very good. Okay. This is okay. This one doesn't count. This the is the dude with the steroids.
3: That was that. That
0: might be as close as we got. Actually, I don't know one of these two players. 300 <laughs> strikeout club. A guy by the name of Nolan Ryan. Obviously. And then Mike guy. Scott. Mike Scott.
3: I've heard of Michael Scott. Mike Michael Gary Michael. Scott. But yes. Uh, pitcher
0: from the Cardinals, Chris Carpenter. Nope. <laughs> nope. We got one outfielder from your Cleveland Indians. Oh, come on. Dave Clark. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. How many more do we have? We're down to two. Oh, boy. And he's got one. That is correct. That is correct. Uh, This is a pitcher. This is another one you should know, but you won't. From the Mets, Ron Darling. Mm.
3: that's another one where it follows in the other category where it, it, it is know. familiar, but I wouldn't be able to okay. tell you one thing. I
2: think you noted that from like a show or a movie or something.
0: This one may save him, Dave. Really? He's a New, he's a New York Yankee, okay. but we know him in Cleveland. Alvaro Espinosa. Hey-oh,
3: okay, we got two. You know. Know. That's wait, wait. still the under, though. What position? is a shortstop.
0: Shortstop.
3: You got right? No, yes. that's the over.
2: You
0: hit it. You got two.
2: No. Oh, I, I thought the over was two and a half.
0: Navarro oh, Espinosa and Jose Canseco wow. for the win. That was so lucky. Two winners on tonight's show.
3: It was so lucky that Canseco.
0: <laughs> we hit the
3: applause and the want, womp Next show, we're going to go
0: through Ohio State basketball draft picks. See how there many you can identify.
2: My my son just started collecting baseball cards, and he we got a Nolan Ryan and a Robin Ventura together in a pack. Nice. Nick, any, do you know the connection between those two players? Nope. This was like a 22-year-old a Robin Ventura, I believe, and a 40-year-old Nolan Ryan on the mound hits him. Robin Ventura charges the mound to go beat up this 40-year-old Nolan Ryan. He immediately Nolan, regrets it. Nolan Ryan with old man strength. Love it. Takes Robin Ventura. Love it. Headlock. Pop, pop, pop. Beats the crap out of him.
3: Wow. My son's that's a cool the card. Greatest story ever. Yeah, yeah. that's a cool it's card.
2: It's not on one card. It's, it, oh,
0: <laughs> I thought they made like That made would that, have yeah. been a great card to make. That's an
2: NFT. Yeah,
3: for real. MLB top shot. That's right.
2: All right, thanks for tuning in to the Big Play Reflux Show every Monday night, 9 p.m. Go Guardians, go Cavs Draft, Go Browns offseason. Uh huge shout out to Natalie for joining, talking about Matt Lodi's site and how the cool things she's doing with that. Um Shack News, go check them out on Twitch at Shacknews.com. Go drink some Labatt Blue Lights this summer for July 4th and go get some GV art and TSE memorabilia. We will see you next Monday night, 9 p.m.
1: See ya. It's time, streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio, presenting the undefeated, undisputed, heavyweight podcast of the world, The Big Play. Play Oh!